And here we go. Yes, indeed, it is the sports book right here on 760 WJR. Pleasure having you here with us. Oh, boy, there is a you-know-what ton to uh, talk about in this particular episode. My name is Steve. Jamie here. What's up? What's happening? It feels good. It's another Monday. Mondays are fun. And here we are. Uh, We are assembled at the Golden Tower for uh, this edition. That will not be the case next week. It just dawned on me. We will be, um, no, wait a minute. I take that back. Uh, We'll be at Indianwood to play a little golf in the March of Dimes Golf Classic, uh, spearheaded by our own Guy Gordon. The Guy Gordon Classic, if you will. But uh, there'll just be crickets there from 7 to 8. So they said, eh, just go back to the station. Yeah. So I, I, I guess that's wise. I'm happy about that because geographically, Indianwood is kind of far. Yeah, kind of a hike. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've placed a couple calls to NASA, see if I can catch a shuttle. <laughs> uh, we'll see. Uh, yeah, it is uh, a lot going on. There's no uh, question about it. We are joined. He's been big time in this for how yeah. long now? I was sick of hearing my name be disparaged. Yeah. Besmirched. Besmirched. I don't deserve that. I'm a hardworking man. Well, that's relative. Yeah. Relative to your disparaged name. That never happened. Ah, that's, yeah. a, I, that's not what I heard. Not on this program. No. Uh, maybe never during commercial ever. breaks. Uh, Parker in charge of the uh, buttons and dials, and I think Owen's hanging out, too. I, Owen, I know Owen two ways. He's our intern at Channel 4. He works on Sports Final Edition with me. And then on Monday, boom, there's Owen again. Oh, he's, everywhere. He's, he's the Mitch Album Show intern, too. Yeah. yeah. Hardest working man in showbiz who besides like, Steve Gordon. Like better? No you comment. don't have to answer no that. Comment. The, uh, Definitely not Mitch. Oh, show. and the main reason I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I bought heavy duty no dose stock because when you sleep, I have no idea. I don't. Yeah, that's why. Sleep, like Mel Tucker likes, uh, likes to say, uh, sleep fast. You know, sleep is. He says that? Yeah, he says sleep fast. Do you know what happened last night to our young Owen? Uh-oh. Tell him. I was on air for 12 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I made, as an Wait intern, <clears throat> made history, first ever intern on Local 4 yeah. to be on TV. So when we have interns at Channel 4, we let them do reads of sportscasts, one when they get there and one again before they leave. So we right. had him do a sportscast last mm-hmm. night, and then something went haywire, and all of a sudden it was live, and he was on the air for 12 seconds. What was the read? Um, Tigers. Tigers. Yeah. Oh, all right. Also, is the person that accidentally put that on air still employed? By local <laughs> I don't four? know, but it was not a local four person. Okay, that's good. Well, now wait thing. a minute. I, you know, just a conspiracy thing here. You're fired. Uh, it was maybe, Owen's dad. <laughs> I was going to say maybe Owen. He got to know the equipment pretty good, and he flipped a switch. He's a smart and, guy. Yeah. It was actually Parker. There you go. Yeah, it was. He's me. working was there me. too. I snuck in. How did they know? It's I mean, it was a connected. good read. I had to. All connected. <laughs> Uh, All right, let's uh, kick this thing off with what's going on with your Detroit Lions. I got to tell you, uh, this hype train is insane. Let me share a little story that went down uh, with the kid yesterday. I'm at Target, minding my own business, as usual. Per usual. Uh, Kind of a hobby, going to Target. Um, And this guy and his wife walk up. Are you Steve Courtney? I am Steve Courtney. Well, wait a minute. First of all, what do you think of that guy? Uh, then he says, you know, I got to talk to you about the lions. And so for the next 20 minutes, I'm talking to Bill and his wife about the lions. And, and, and this goes to show you where this city is at. 
Because not only are we hashing out, you know, offense and defense and this, that, and the other thing, and uh, he starts to get emotional. Well, I think, uh, you know, I would say Bill is probably mid-40s. And he's getting emotional that in my lifetime, Mm -hmm. I have never felt this optimistic going into a Lions season. And I didn't share how old I am, but I kind of had him by a little bit. Right. (laughs) And you agree with him? Uh, Yes. I mean, it was a a Lions love fest right there at Target. That's fun. I think it's fun. Before the games even start, this is a fun atmosphere. And it's been long overdue. Yeah. And there are good friends that have been inside the walls of the Allen Park facility uh, that have been through a living hell for a number of years. (laughs) Well, some of them are not the same. True. Because... (laughs) They got out. Yeah. For all the right reasons. Yeah. Um, but if you stuck around, this could be your shining moment. I I think it could be. And they made a move today that, you know, when Matt Patricia or whomever would make moves, people would be like, what? Why? The move today is like, yes, I get it. <laughs> See, I, I, you all right? I'm good. Do you I'm want me Steve. to talk about the move? <laughs> down, He's no. dying. Down the wrong pipe. Okay. <laughs> He's going to miss no, the everybody, Everybody's good. <laughs> oh, my God. He got so excited. We, all three of us looked at each other like, like what oh do God, we do? I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm just choking up like Bill. Uh, it's just one of those things. But without further ado, uh, you alluded to it, partner. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, nine years in the National Football League, last played for the Finns as the backup to Tua Tagovailoa. He is now a Detroit Lion. The conversation seemed like they'd been going on for six years uh, between these two parties. Clearly, the Lions liked him. They kept the conversations going. They finally invited him a couple weeks ago for another workout, and it just seemed like a matter of time before this happened. It's probably the preeminent insurance policy for this Lions team. Nothing against Nate Sudfeld. Nothing at all. Right. You know, works hard. Tremendous worth ethic, uh, ethic according to reports. Um, but God forbid something happens to Jared Goff, who, by the way, is living his best life right now with this Lions offense. Yeah, that's uh, every indication, every soundbite is that Jared Goff looks crisp and dialed in. Uh, very smooth. Um, you get uh, Frank Ragnow, the Pro Bowl center, who says, look, this dude is just a calming influence in the huddle. And look, it's his third year uh, in this offense. And, uh, you know, Ben Johnson comes back. And, um, you know, the sky's the limit once again for this Lions offense. And you, you take into consideration, you know, the, the the changes they made at running back Jamal Williams goes to New Orleans. You bring in David Montgomery. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, and then uh, Jameer Gibbs, the rookie, you know. Uh, we'll see. Dan Campbell certainly has uh, the utmost amount of confidence in Jameer Gibbs and the entire running deal. And when you factor in, they're doing this behind, I think, a top three offensive line in the league. I agree. Yeah, 100%. If they remain healthy. Uh, back to uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, back in his day with the uh, New Orleans Saints, uh, he was pushed into uh, duty uh, 2019. You recall, he was backing up Drew Brees, had to take over for a five-game span, won all five games, completing 68% of his passes for nine touchdowns, two picks, 
and uh, 7.1 yards per pass attempt. Now, uh, this just adds credence to what I'm talking about here. And he's also played in the playoffs as well with the Vikings. So he has that experience in those big games of being in that atmosphere. I'm not saying that he's hopefully going to be in that situation, but worst case, he will be there, and he's got that experience. He has that former relationship with Dan Campbell, which he had in 2018-19. So a lot of good things from both parties. I think it's a really good move for both sides. And, hey, I mean, if you're a Lions fan, you got to be happy with it. Yeah, it is a one-year deal. And, Mm -hmm. Jane, we were talking before going on. Well, you know, baby steps. We're crying out loud. Uh, That being said, uh, the Lions will begin a joint practice session in Allen Park tomorrow with the New York football giants. Uh, I think it was yesterday or maybe Sunday, Dan Campbell uh, was asked about pressure. Does he feel pressure? Um, And that's a legitimate question because – to whom a lot is given, a lot is expected. Mm-hmm. And his answer was, no, I don't feel any of that. I think this is awesome. Uh, this is what we're working for. And uh, he mentioned wind beneath his wings. I was going to say, he was a little more animated than that. He said yeah. he does not feel pressure. He feels the wind beneath his freaking wings, I believe is what he said. And um, Did he say freaking? Yeah, yeah, he did. Okay. Good for him. He's cleaning it up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, he it was finally a Dan Campbell-esque bite. He's been pretty subdued, this training camp, at least for people picking bites for, say, television. Well, you know, I like his uh, mentality because, you know, and I think the honest-to-goodness truth, um, he probably does feel a little bit of pressure because the expectation for this Lions team is enormous. Yeah, you can't come out of game one and six again. Oh, Oh, dear. No, that would be disaster. And uh, I heard you guys talking, uh, the legendary Sean Belisian on SportsRap earlier. You know, there's so many Lions fans that still think it's rather unfair that they open in Kansas City against the defending Super Bowl champ Chiefs. Well, all right, if you're a Lion, would you want it any other way? I love it. I mean, and like I said, even if you lose this game, you got 16 more games to go. Like, you cannot judge your entire season based on this Thursday night game. Just way too much pressure and everything like that. If you lose, whatever, you move on. The home games you got coming up is very favorable with their records and everything like that from the past years. I think it's a big thing for the Lions. They love it. You get that primetime game. But you know what? If you lose, just turn the page and keep going. I know you guys really missed my negativity. Uh, oh boy, but when they go. come out and get smashed by like twenty, what then? What happens? Are you talking keep about moving. the opener of the Chiefs? Yeah, keep chopping. Well, you know what? Yeah, keep, but keep uh, chopping, the hype, man. Yeah. The, this no, whole yeah. hype thing is going to go downhill real no, quick. Conversely, I disagree. No, no, it's not. Conversely, okay. negative Nelly. <laughs> hey, that's, that's what I'm here for. That's why you missed me. What happens if uh, the Lions go into Arrowhead and catch the Chiefs sleeping? Then I'm going to hear seventeen and all the rest of the season. From Ken Brown. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they're going to win every game. They beat the Chiefs. Yeah, that's 100% true. I can't argue that. I think from a player standpoint. um, You want the best of the best. Of course. You want to be on the stage. Love it. Everyone, every eyeball is going to be on that game. 100%. You want that. So don't lay an egg. (laughs) Use it as a barometer. Look, that's all. You know, if you lose, so, Mm -hmm. you know, there's 16 games left. I, no biggie. I'm just. It's, it, but the, what, we, but it's a week by week league. 
That's just that's how it is. That's how people will talk. All right. So if what lines are, come out so on national TV and get smoked, you're not you're not helping your cause here. What does one game mean? Especially week the opener. One. We, it's right. not even it's the opener, week dude. One. Okay. Week right. one. Wow. And the Lions proved in the last half of the I'm season yes. how you can turn things Correct. around quickly. <laughs> it's not. Here. It's not like you're like one in six to start. Like, hey, I just it's it's wanted to get you guys to pump the brakes. All right, I think I That's did fun, it. Fun, but like it, <laughs> no, it's I'm not pumping no brakes, dude. <laughs> it's been a lifetime. No Full steam ahead, baby. Let's it's, go. It's been it a lifetime since. It's been at least since the nineties, man. Please. Uh, Dan Campbell, by the way, saying he expects the joint practices with the Brian Dabble-led Giants to be very intense. Over, under on fights we see, fight videos Five, we see from those six, practices. Yeah, yeah I was going to say six, but, you know, uh, anytime you get a chance to hit somebody in a different colored jersey for the first time in a couple of weeks, it's... Mm-hmm. Jamison Williams is already being scrappy with his own guys. Yeah, and you got C.J. Gardner-Johnson. That dude loves to talk. I fully expect him oh, yeah. to fight. He's a chirp factory. Yeah. Good for him. Mm-hmm. All right, folks, we're going to take a break. Uh, lots of stuff, obviously. Oh, hot and heavy <laughs> with uh, college football right now. Uh, we'll talk about that when we continue with the sports book right here on 760 WJR. And as always, thank you very much to our wonderful friends at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort for their support of whatever it is we do here. Uh, unfinished business, um, Dan Campbell uh, asked about pressure going into this very exciting season, uh, and this is exactly what he said. They're all coming. No, I don't feel weight. I feel wind underneath my freaking wings, man. That's what I feel. Truthfully? Truthfully. It uplifts you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love this, man. This is outstanding. I love our fans. I love that, and they feel it like we feel it. And uh, no, this is not a burden. This is not pressure. This is not weight. This is, man, this gives me inspiration is what it does for me and our guys. Now, with the whole wind beneath his wings thing, was he thinking of Bette Midler when he said that? 100%. I would imagine so. And he so. knows a million memes are going to come out now. Oh, I would imagine so. And some parody songs and. You know what have you? But uh, that's yeah, what's fun. That's what's fun when there's a good team of any sport, but a good football team in a city. These things catch on, and then you know maybe they're good halfway through the season. People start dressing up like Bette Midler, making songs. It's fun when your team is good. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. I got a buck that says nobody dresses like Bette Midler. <laughs> <laughs> I know from experience in Pittsburgh, people do some crazy okay. things. Okay, Pittsburgh aside, uh, forgot to mention. Oh dear. Uh, your Tigers opening up a four-game series with the Minnesota Twins at beautiful Comerica Park tonight. And uh, let's just take this opportunity on behalf of the Minnesota Twins to thank Joey Wins for throwing batting practice tonight. Carlos Correa took advantage of that. Yeah, uh, Twins up 8 nothing, top of the third. Hmm. Uh, in case you're wondering, uh, the line on Mr. Joey Wentz, your Tigers starter, so far, two and a third. He's given up ten hits, eight runs, all of them earned. Uh, he's walked one, he struck out one, and he's given up two taters. Yikes! 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 And former Tigers continue just to tee off on the team. Willie Castro, he's eight for eighteen against Detroit this season. So, Jamer did it already. Willie's doing it. Everyone's having fun against the Tigers. You know, I appreciated Willie. Ca- I want it on the record. <laughs> I appreciated him when he was a Tiger. Okay. Yeah, he wasn't bad. Jeez, oh, man. Anyway, hey, we'll keep you updated.
You don't want us to? Okay. Yeah. Uh, going in, by the way, uh, nine games behind the aforementioned Twins in the American League Central. All right, moving on to some pretty crazy stuff. Uh, Friday, just an unbelievable day as it applies to college football. Oregon, Washington, finalized their move to join the Big Ten in 2024. Later, Friday night, Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah announced they were officially jumping to the Big 12, joining Colorado and an exodus complete and unadulterated from the Pac-12, a uh, conference of greatness that was formed in 1915. Uh, If you hear your name, you're the only teams left. Cal, Oregon State, Stanford, Washington State. Poor Washington State. Smell you later. That's all I have to say. I uh, think it's sad, actually. I agree. I, you know what? When USC and UCLA made the move, I'm thinking, okay, a little something-something to wrap your head around, a little, little different deal here. I understood it. But what's going on right now? Remember when Texas and Oklahoma... Mm-hmm. Uh, bolted for the SEC. Everybody is saying, oh, the Big 12, that's going to be a yeah. disaster. And now look at them. Yeah. got to give credit where credit is due. Holy really nice mackerel. Yep. The Big 12 has this really cool thing that's kind of important in college sports, though. It's called a TV rights deal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What and, were the Pac-12 people doing? Uh, Apple TV. This yeah, gonna it was going to be an Apple TV work. deal, where, and it was incentive-based. So that was never going to work. Well, here's the deal, um, because it's not finished. Uh, According to reports, the ACC plans to hold calls to discuss the possibility of Cal and Stanford joining them. Uh, Meanwhile, for the likes of Washington State and Oregon State, uh, it's looking like the Mountain West. Mm. Um, It's a shame. It's tough. Well, and here's the deal. Uh, You're already going to take a hit. Uh, because you're talking a differential of about thirty million dollars right. mm-hmm. in TV revenue. Yeah. So, and you're talking about so the two schools that are going to go to the worst league have they care about football at least, whereas Cal and Stanford don't care about football. Yeah. They they care about their academics more than anything else. Mm-hmm. So, well, it's a shame. Well, in case you're wondering whether or not maybe Notre Dame will finally. Get the hint. And are they still like, we're good? Well, they still got the yeah. NBC deal is the thing. That's the biggest thing for them. They're going to hold steady. I'm just waiting to see that first team to jump from the ACC. If it is Florida State, if it is Clemson, and then what happens from there? Does it just crumble? Does it fall? Is it over? Do we go to a big three for conferences? I think it's a really interesting time for this sport. Well, and I think it's a very interesting time for Notre Dame because yeah. they're broadcast agreement with NBC uh, brings in a lot of dough, but it expires in 2025. Right. Uh, They just renewed their commitment to Under Armour, which I'm sure is a couple of more bucks. Mm -hmm. Um, But you've got uh, schools in the ACC, as pointed out, Florida State. Uh, They are not happy with the financial arrangements because they as well Mm -hmm. will be uh, looking at a $30 million shortfall. Now, in, in case you're wondering whether or not the Big Ten would welcome Florida State. There are already those under the impression that Florida State would not be a cultural fit, academically speaking. Mm. Yeah, they don't, they're not part of what's called the AAU, right. which is some academic standard for research 
they're close though from what i've read and heard on podcasts and stuff so they could within the next couple of years be an aau school and to get into the big 10 you have to be an aau school nebraska they got their AAU membership, and they've already lost it since they joined the Big Ten. Though. <laughs> well, with this NBC deal at Notre Dame, and I'm just playing devil's advocate here, mm-hmm. it, it expires in 2025. Um, NBC just signed that huge Big Ten mm-hmm. television contract. Yep. The only thing that makes sense is Notre Dame to the Big Ten if they're going to go. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Because, quite frankly, their deal with the ACC is a joke. Right. Yeah. It's I- laughable. It might cost the ACC in the long run, too. I mean, they should have locked this thing up. But I guess also at the same time, the one thing, Notre Dame has that relationship with hockey for the Big Ten as well. So that's kind of an interesting tidbit. They're in their conference there. So I don't know. It's just kind of a wait-and-see period. So the only thing with Notre Dame, though, is they also have – they're part of the grant of rights that the ACC is a part of. They would have to buy out right. of the ACC. It wouldn't be as much as the other schools that are in the ACC because they're not a football cool. member. Yeah, But it's still a pretty big chunk of change to get out of that and join a different league. But when it comes to the Final Four, do you not have to be a conference champion or no? no. Well, obviously, we also got the college football play. That's a good point. With the college football playoff, with the current deal – of the best six make the uh, or the auto bids. But right. now, obviously, with the Pac-12 not going to exist, you have to revisit all that stuff. All of this has it, to be I, revisited. I, yeah. All I, of the logistics. There should not be an automatic bid for a non-power conference, I believe. And I think now, especially, Luke, in, at the teams, should not be a thing, especially, obviously, now with the Pac-12 gone, too. You can argue with the big four at the moment, but, I mean... I think it's a lot of interesting things that need to go back and looked at. Obviously, Big Ten's already rescheduling their uh, football schedule at, uh, also for 2024 and 2025. Yeah, again. and if you're the guy in charge of the Big Ten football schedule in 2024, yeah. you have got to be yeah. pounding yeah. Maylocks like it's your job. <laughs> well, also, all we're talking about is money and schools moving. What about the student-athlete who has to go on yeah. – all of these airplane trips across the country, crisscross, blah, blah, blah. When are they going to go to school? I feel bad for the non-revenue sports that this is affecting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's horrible because they're not a part of this decision whatsoever. No, and how are you going to find the money to transport the field hockey team? Or for that matter, the soccer teams uh, at the schools that are involved with this. Well, the, the, well there's the still Title Nine. You better oh, well, fly the women and, and, and yeah. that's going to be uh, a, a big, big mountain to overcome because I'm telling you this right now. You know, the expense to go from Oregon to East Lansing is a lot. Mm-hmm. To pack up a whole football team and yada, 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 your, your hotel rooms, your food, uh, everything. And here's my guess. And as far as the scheduling plan goes in 2024, the Flex Protect Plus football schedule model, uh, which the Big Ten had painstakingly put together in anticipation of a 16-team league in 2024, is certainly going to uh, need to be tweaked. Uh, many of the same principles will apply for the 18-team uh, model. The initial 2024-25 schedules included 11 protected matchups, a 12th is now virtually guaranteed with Washington and Oregon because they hate each other. Um, but here's my guess, especially with basketball. You're going to have to 
try to consolidate your expenses as much as possible. Meaning, Oregon basketball comes to East Lansing to play Izzo and the Spartans. They are going to try and have to schedule the women's team from Oregon to play Michigan State at the same time. And perhaps after that, you move on to Columbus, the two teams. And then maybe, maybe um, go to uh, Ann Arbor, West Lafayette or Ann Arbor, you know, because that way you can cut down on your expenses, I think. But then they're not going to school. Well, we were talking before going on, Jamie, and it's a valid point. It wasn't all that long ago, the NCAA and all their flippant wisdom (laughs) said that they would never allow a 12-game regular season schedule in college football because they care about the students. It will take away from the student-athlete. And where are we now? I feel like it's all out the window. It and is. It's uh, it's all hands on deck. Every uh, like everything has just been throwing the wind. That's where I think we'll have to see what nobody knows. I mean, every single week this sport is changing, and the NCAA. Who knows? Can I just say though, on a football level, I'm very excited about this. <laughs> well, wow. of course, you purely are, football. Of course, you are. You're going to tell me that every single week of the season in the Big Ten, there will be a marquee matchup. And keep in mind. NIL and transfer portal is still here. Oh yeah, that's fine. <laughs> it is. Uh, it is going to be an unbelievable deal. And my fear is, is that with everything that is going on, I don't think there's any doubt that you're going to go to three or maybe four at the most super conferences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The NCAA is going to be gone. I agree yeah. with that. Yep. The super conferences will govern themselves. Govern it's themselves. It's only a matter of time before the athletes are. Employees of the schools. With I'm, if I had to put money on it within the next five years, I don't know about that. Well, and I'll tell my you lawyer why. husband said that then that means they get health insurance and they get all the benefits of being an employee plus mm-hmm. tax. It also gets them out of Title Nine, so that's why they want to do it. Well, yeah, but keep in mind, you pay for your health. Right. If you're an employee mm-hmm. of the university, you are taxed. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. pay for your own health insurance, and there's that. Remember, what was it? Five, maybe six years ago, Northwestern wanted to unionize right. Northwestern football. Yeah. Look what's happened to him now. But anyway. <laughs> That's neither here nor there. Uh, <laughs> you know, and then it was explained to him. Washington got involved. Okay. You want to be an employee of the university? Here's what you're looking at. Yep. Your medical, you pay for. Right. Uh, the income, you're taxed. So it kind of went away very quickly. Mm-hmm. And what about all those, like, walk-ons and stuff like that? I mean, obviously, there's levels to a team, you know? How are they going to fare? What's Rudy going to do? Yeah, who knows? Rudy. <laughs> oh, Rudy. Love that movie. It's a good movie. It's a great movie. Great movie. I don't think uh, Rudy would have seen one red cent in IL, though. <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't think. All right. Uh, we got uh, more of the program coming your way. Uh, the United States National Women's Team. Upset. And how. We'll talk about that. Oh, and a new season of Hard Knocks getting underway tomorrow night. All that and more awaits you as we continue with the Sportsbook here on 760 WJR. All right, repeating our top story of this hour, your Detroit Lions have added some quarterback depth, bringing aboard the nine-year National Football League veteran Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, Last we saw him, he was backing up to a Tagovailoa with the uh, Miami Dolphins. I love it. I love it. 
They know that they have all of these expectations. And if something happens to Jared Goff, that's out the window. And they've built too much. And they please, can't risk it. Please, nothing happened to Jared Goff. I know. That's the ideal. But it is a pretty good insurance policy. And listen, all the credit in the world to Nate Sudfeld. You know, came aboard as the backup. I mean, I you know, he must not be feeling great today. They're going to say that it just ups the competition in the room, but come on. Well, and Dan Campbell has been very transparent with Nate Sudfeld. Look, this is what we're looking at. You probably understand why, um, but we'll see what happens, and by golly, it did. So there you go. Uh, All right. Uh, For all the right reasons, the United States women's national team, ranked number one in the world. They were favored to win yet another World Cup down in New Zealand and the land down under. And uh, didn't happen quite that way. Uh, They were knocked out of the Women's World Cup after a 5-4 penalty shootout defeat to Sweden in the round of 16 very early yesterday morning. And uh, you know what, Jane? Uh, Here you have a group of ladies who are going for back-to-back-to-back World Cup championships, unprecedented Mm -hmm. in men's and women's play. And I just felt... From when this thing started, the vibe here about them there was just garbage. Yeah, and I think people maybe let politics bleed into it. Of course. Change their minds, change their opinions. When, you know, I got into sports because sports is fun. Sports is not life and death. And I think that's why there was that sort of feeling around here. To me, they were champions going in already because they were back to back. Certainly. And then a lot was made, well, Megyn Kelly. And, uh, you know, the day hasn't arrived yet where I really care what Megyn Kelly says about anything. Where does she broadcast? I don't know. I don't know. But she is desperately trying to get back into the mainstream of things. That's my thought anyway. I digress. Um, She made a to-do about the national team not covering their hearts and singing along with the national anthem. I mean, you can say a lot of things that are clickbait. To get a lot of people riled up. And I don't think this team, I mean, this thing, team cared about the country. They wanted to represent them the best they could. Well, having been on a lot of sidelines and around many a national anthems in my time, uh, I don't know the exact percentage of the four major sports, you name a sport, um, where the participants are singing along with the national anthem. Why? Not because they're not patriotic, not because they don't truly appreciate the country that they're from. They're getting ready to participate in athletic competition. I mean, I, if I close my eyes right now, I think about like the hockey players. They look down, they're skating, they're putting their skates here or there, blah, blah, blah. They're, they're not uh, like, yeah. moving energy. And, that doesn't and, and mean whatnot. they don't love, you know, USA or Canada or wherever they're from. Well, the fact of the matter is, um, you know, I, for one, was rooting for the... Uh, I was up because of the baby, so I watched. That couldn't have worked out any better. I know. She woke me up. She's like, time to watch soccer. But, uh, you know, it was... You know, it comes down to the penalty kicks. And look, Megan Rapino. she says what's on her mind. And she's been very polarizing throughout her career. Yes. And I don't think anybody knows that more than she does. Um, and she missed the penalty kick. Felt horrible. And then she was shown smiling afterwards. And people automatically start 
tweeting and this, that, and the other thing. Mm-hmm. You know, she don't care. I told you, she don't care. Then afterwards, she explained that the last penalty kick she missed, club or country team, was in 2018. And she just said it was a terrible joke that she missed. She was smiling, I believe, because she was thinking, I, this is it? This is how I go out on the national stage? I mean, just some clarification on people can read into anything. I would read a Spartan story or a Michigan story on TV. And someone will email me and said, you smiled when you said that Michigan lost, therefore you're <laughs> right. a Spartan fan or right. vice versa. Right, right. And that is not at all what I'm thinking. I'm trying to give a nice sports cast, blah, blah, blah. So I think people are just reading into things way too closely. You're absolutely right. And it's it, what you just said, Jamie, is a very sad commentary uh, in the times that we're living in. Yeah. Because the division has got to stop, and we've got to put things back into priority. Sport is sport. I understand. Again, that's why I got into it. And politics is politics. Why the two have to bleed into one another, I don't understand. But I'll tell you this. The United States women's national team didn't lose because of the politics. No. The perceived politics. They lost because they didn't score. Right, and that was the problem in the group stage, which led them to this matchup with Sweden a little earlier than they wanted, and and that is the reason. 238-minute scoring drought is what they ended with, the longest in women's World Cup history. Now, so, you can critique were the right players placed on this team. Were they used in the correct way, et cetera, et cetera. Well, you can also bring into question whether or not, and look, we are less than a year away from the Olympics, is Vlatko Andonovsky the guy to lead this team to the promised land? And there's some great young talent uh, because Julie Ertz, the defender, uh, she announced her retirement as well. And Megan Rapinoe's gone. She's, right, uh, both those as well. legends of the female game have left. So now it's up to these young women. And both of the veterans said it's in good hands. They're not concerned. So maybe, you know, you go in a little comfortable when you're back-to-back defending champion maybe they needed this going into the olympics well look at germany uh they were beaten and that did not go over well there because this is what they do Mm -hmm. um one of the earliest exits for them in world cup history uh by the way the next one coming up in 2026 interesting enough uh it's going to be held in the united states canada and mexico love that isn't it something let's go cover it Live sports book from there. <laughs> you know what? We can make it happen. Okay. All right, folks. Not a whole lot of time left in this edition. Thanks for joining us. It is the sports book here on 760 WJR. All right. Down the stretch we come, huh? The sports book continues on WJR. A little update from Comerica Park. Uh, they are moving to the top of the fifth. Your Tigers and the Twins. Uh, Minnesota holding on. To an 8 nothing lead. Joey Wentz, Tiger starter, goes three innings, ten hits, eight runs, all earned, one walk, two uh, strikeouts, and he gave up two home runs. Bo Brisky right now on in relief, okay? I believe we requested no updates. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, sp- I spoke out of turn. Okay, that's the last update I'm doing as far as the Tigers go. Remember last year at this time, we were all very excited and wondering how the Lions were going to come off on hard knocks. 
Yes. And it was very good. It, it really was. It did quite well. Um, it is the New York Jets up now. Uh, they are going to make their second appearance on the hit HBO show. Uh, the first episode, by the way, will be tomorrow night at 10 o'clock again on uh, HBO. And this is not going to be good. They don't even want the cameras there. They've made that very clear. How Can you imagine the guy in charge of trying to get Aaron Rodgers to play along? No. Also, Robert Sala is lovely, but he's much more subdued than Dan. I just don't. It's not going to be the same. Oh, there's no doubt about it. Um, but uh, if there's expectation, and there is, on the Lions, the Jets are right there, too. Uh, they currently have the seventh shortest consensus odds at 16-1 to 1 to win Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. Um, obviously, the hype involving Aaron Rodgers is just what you'd suspect. Yeah, and all his old receivers with him. <laughs> yeah, you've got uh, Green Bay East there yeah. uh, for sure. Um, now they're, in, in, in they're saying that one of the uh, big subplots to what's going on is to whether or not the Jets are going to be able to land Delvin Cook. And uh, we'll have to keep our eye on that. Yeah. But I think that um, just from an entertainment standpoint, and I've watched Hard Knocks since it came on years ago. Well, HBO knows what they're doing. They're very good. Very good. Um, And I think that they are going to have to work extremely hard to get to where they need to be here because they're just not going to get any cooperation. I agree, although there's nothing more compelling than a, you know, third stringer trying to make a, you know, career, get a job and and getting told that he got that job. I love that. Well, you know, the thing about Aaron Rodgers, he's the master at this. When the cameras are on of being a fun-loving guy, a great teammate, you know, happy to be here in New York, uh, you know, it's been a dream, yada yada yada. And then, you know, are we going to have to go over how we went into a dark room for a few days to decide that he was going to become a Jet? I don't think um, so. How he wants to legalize hallucinogenics across the board. I think he's going to have a lot of control over how he's shown in this, and we won't get into that. No, and you're right. Uh, You know, I think clearly one of the things that I think football fans around the nation you know, enjoyed last year was just how real Dan Campbell was. I mean, there was nothing for the cameras there. It no, was, that's him. Th- th- yeah. This is the way he goes about his deal. Um, now, how Robert Sala, and, and I got nothing but respect for him as a head coach. He seems lovely. He, he knows what he's doing. He had uh, some wonderful years as the D.C. there with the uh, 49ers. Uh, you know, he's a Dearborn guy. When they were thinking of hiring him here and then when he got the job, I went to Dearborn, talked to a lot of his friends and family. They were so excited. They were so great. They all are still here. So I'm sure he's great. They'll have a, they'll watch. Oh, yeah. yeah. And look, I, I think uh, Robert Sala is going to come off okay. Yeah. He will come off okay. He's not going to say biting kneecaps. Or no, no, there's no bells or whistles, really. Yeah. Uh, he, I guess he's got a, a sense of humor there. But it's going to be very interesting to see this Aaron Rodgers guy. I'm telling you. I agree. All right. We'll see. Uh, That is going to wrap up this edition of the uh, Sportsbook. A little golf earlier next Monday. Then we'll be right back here. Sure. From 7 to 8. Deal? Deal. All right. Parker, thank you very much, lad, for uh, everything. Thank you to Blake and Owen for hanging out with us. 
In the meantime, for my partner, Jamie Edmonds, my name's Steve Courtney. Thanks for listening to WJR.